I love to share openly the mistakes I've made to help prevent other people from making them. So you're listening to Honest Combos with Karen and Marsha, a podcast about self-growth and personal development for entrepreneurial women. We discuss going from a limited mindset to a growth mindset, self-love, confidence, goal smashing, and much more. And And now, now, on on to to the the episode. episode. Welcome back. It's our third episode of Financial February. And today, you notice how I always (laughs) wear February? (laughs) February. Anyway. Yeah, you know, it's that time of the month where we're all slurring, I think. But anyway, this today's episode is about money mistakes we've made. And I know you probably thought that was last week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love to share openly the mistakes I've made to help prevent other people from making them. So Karen, you get started though. And then I'll (laughs) Yeah, we did talk some in the last episode about like missteps and organizing our biz monies, but we thought we'd hone in on a few like really specific things that if we could go back, we would do differently from the start because it just makes life so much more difficult. Um, and the biggest one for me, and I know Marsha will agree, is not tracking your money. What comes in, what goes out to the penny, where it went, what date it went, who it went to, like who, what, what came in on what date it came in, like all of that, like really knowing the ins and outs of your money is so important. And keeping track of it is like essential because it makes tax time so much easier. I mean, when you have not been tracking and then it's time to file taxes and you have to go back and like start from January of another year and all the, oh my God, it's insane. It's, and I've done it. I've done it a lot. And so I do not recommend that. Like just do yourself the favor of not making that mistake. You want to be tracking your money from the start, no matter how little, like I used to think, oh, I'm not really making much. So why do I have to do, have to do all that? But it doesn't matter how small the amount big or small, it doesn't matter, like track every penny from the start. I totally agree. When we started Financial February on that first, I had a bookkeeping meeting with Roger, who's my business partner for Her Hideaways, because I I am just, as you could tell from the last episode, like I am gripped with fear of the man, you know, of the IRS. And it doesn't make any sense because I'm not making enough money to be swindling (laughs) anything, you know, like I'm literally paying to keep these businesses going, but I still like, I just freak out about it. I'm like the best way to get past that fear is knowledge. Like it's just Mm -hmm. financial illiteracy. And so I'm like, it ends this year because as Karen said, like last year I was like, oh, this is going to be easy peasy because I didn't have like the membership. So I didn't have a bunch of transactions happening every month. And, you know, so And I didn't even start the consultancy until like June. So like between January and June, like I was getting some ticket purchases from the connector conference, but like it wasn't anything near the the volume of transactions from previous years. And so I was like, oh, it's going to be easy. And then February 1st, you know, the first day of financial February of like trying to get help from Roger and he has QuickBooks desktop. And that's what my mother-in-law has too. She's a CPA and she does my husband's and mine personal taxes. Apparently it's basically like 
walking into one of those mirror mazes. <laughs> it's so different from the desktop version. And oh, I'm wow. like, yeah, so like people are trying to help me. Like I'm going to them, I'm humbly asking for help. Like, I need your help. And so, but they can't help because it doesn't make sense from what they're used to seeing on their end, you know? So I was considering, should I buy the desktop version? But anyway, so QuickBooks does actually offer a lot of training. So I've been in trainings this week, but this is something don't, don't just hide under the covers. Like seriously, like. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put your head in the sand on this one. It's very important again, no matter how big or small your income is, just start it from the beginning. And I love that Marsha mentioned QuickBooks and like, just use a tool for bookkeeping because it makes it so much easier. This is not a time for your fancy Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and I'm talking to Karen, past Karen. Okay. I did <laughs> so, that too. It's the first with yeah. the business, the product business. It's like, nobody wants to see a spreadsheet. Like, no, no, no. And I thought I was being so like, super sleek with it, but it no, no, the spreadsheet is not the, not the answer. You want to have a system of some kind like QuickBooks. I use Cashew, which is another one. I mean, there's a ton. There's Billy. I mean, there's so many. Just do your research, but find a system that you like, that's in your budget, that you, you know, that you want to use and start from scratch. Bookkeeping is not something you can ignore. And, and we say this with love to our past selves and current selves and to you, but this is probably, especially when I'm working with clients, this is one of the biggest things that people just don't think is a big deal. They're like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll reconcile it later. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do it now. So yeah. So we, you know, we know that this is a big mistake we've made and I still see other people making today. So don't feel like, you know, you're the only one because it's, you're not like, this is probably the number one thing that most, especially new entrepreneurs misstep on is tracking the finances. So yeah, we got that. And because I'm an overachiever, like that's not the biggest mistake I've made. Another big mistake is just not investing in my professional development. Karen has known me since the start. I did join like some networking groups and, you know, I would go to one-off networking meetings and that kind of stuff. But like, I never really purchased any courses until like, I think about year five or six. I just was like Frankensteining my business, you know, <laughs> where like I was like taking a little bit from here, taking a little bit from there. And I think it's, you're always going to get a good ROI on investing in yourself and your business, because even, you know, some of the stuff that I, I paid big money for, like when we went to Los Angeles, when we went to that conference, it wasn't like the actual stuff that. I learned there, like some of it was pretty groundbreaking for like my personal life, but it just changed me because it, it makes it, it like made me see myself as like, oh, okay. Like I'm a business owner that's flying out to California with my biz bestie. Like, it, <laughs> you know, it just really did something for like me to feel like, oh my mm -hmm. God, like this is really cool. You know, and I, it's just situations like that. So knowing yourself and knowing what's going to help you with your confidence and what's going to help you just, you know, yeah, like have more confidence and feel more self-love for yourself and, 
you know, and Karen has been investing in herself because she was doing that with her, her higher education before she even became an entrepreneur. So her and I are very much opposite in that, but it, it works out in my favor. Cause I'm like, Karen, seriously, like, <laughs> where should I go for training on this? And she's like, okay, this has this, and this is, this, and, you know, so it, it's cool, but I wish I had way yeah. earlier, just been more strategic with Mm-hmm. So, yeah yeah that is that is another one that I mean like you said I'm probably the opposite but I think on my end I may have invested too much in things that ended up not really being worth the investment or I wouldn't even say that it was the thing wasn't worth the investment but I wasn't ready to step into who I needed to be to actually maximize my investments in different programs and trainings and things. So, um, so yeah, so being very, like, like Marcia said, aware of yourself and like, be honest about what you're ready to do, because if you're not ready to step up, then investing in, you know, big masterminds or coaches or programs is not, going to help you if you know deep down in your heart that you're not actually going to do the work and so yeah like being willing to invest is half the battle but being willing to show up and do the work is the other part and so that would definitely be um one of the mistakes that I made financially because I was, I was investing in all the things, but then I wasn't doing them. I wasn't finishing them. I wasn't showing up to the calls. I wasn't doing any other work. So it's like, that's not a good signal to your money, which we'll talk about, you know, in our next episode, which is about embodying abundance. But when you're making investments and you're not fully showing up and and using them and implementing and participating in what you've paid money for, that's not sending a good signal. It's like, it's like, you don't care about the money. You're just like throwing the money all out the window, you know? And so that's not, yeah, I, that's another mistake. I definitely would not recommend. And I think that's why that summit did have such an impact on me because it was like boutique in style. I think there was like maybe 40 to 60 people. I don't know. I always start counting. I'm like, there's, you know, <laughs> two people per table. There's 10 rows per anyway I think there was but anyway it was like an intimate setting like it was at a pretty bougie hotel in LA so like Mm -hmm. just the experience of it and just the way that it was orchestrated it was just fascinating for me and that was before I even that was like what spurred me to start the connector conference because I was at that and I was like this is amazing and then Karen and I we're on a panel in DC at the Women's Empower Expo the following weekend. And being at that, that was different too. And that wasn't really an investment of money, but that was an investment of fear. Like I was freaked out about that, but I was like, I got Kim and Karen, like my biz besties. We had, you know, I was like, nothing will go wrong. We're driving there together. Like we'll navigate the parking. We'll split the fee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of my fears paying for public parking. Don't tell my dad I paid for parking. It's right off. It's right off. Um, But yeah, but like doing, so I think like Karen and Karen always says this, is she's like, I'm a good steward of my money. And I know, you know, it's been a transition and you've learned from those things that you've invested in that you may not have invested as much time and energy as you did money. But like, just looking at everything through that lens, like, am I being respectful of my money? 
and my time and my energy you know like it's got to be yeah and like it's got to be like a three-pronged fork where it's like it makes sense for the future of your business and you so Mm -hmm. look at the things that you know have worked for you in the past and have benefited you and because like if I had signed up for like a Tony Robbins mastermind thing like I'd be like deuces like I'm going back to my government job you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it just would have been too overwhelming because physically like not eating and being in a really cold room and like I just I'm just too sensitive for that kind of stuff but like on the other hand we're in bright sunny California and like Natalie's like this bubbly like cheerful type person and they're the the workbook was beautiful and like ev- all of the little pieces were just amazing. Yeah. So it really sparked something in me. So those type of investments always work out for me. And I have invested money and stuff that I feel like, you know, it wasn't that great of an investment, but then, you know, you just learn like, okay, mm-hmm. this is for me. Um, and because I think sometimes you will put money towards something because you're like, this is going to change everything. And then you get into it and you're like, this is some basic ass stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, that does happen. And don't beat yourself up if you make a quote unquote bad investment because it's part of learning. It's part of growing. And as long as you're showing up and that you had the willingness, then that was what you could control, right? You can't control the quality or the what the experience is, how it was designed, right? By the program person who put the program together or whatever it is that you invested in. But, you know, yeah, I mean, there are going to be some times where you buy something or you, you know, fork over some money to participate in an experience and you're just like, what is this? Like, did I really pay for this? Like, (laughs) Yeah, and when that happens, I just start looking at it from a different lens. Like Mm -hmm. this person was able to convince these many people to sign up for this and so you just look at it from a different role like you know either this is annoying me because I'm way past the the level of education that I'm receiving or this person is like brilliant at marketing and (laughs) yeah put a pig in a prom dress and like sell it (laughs) you know so it's like you just if if you're not learning anything as a student try to learn something as a course creator. Yes, I love that lens. I love that, Marsha. That's so smart. Cause yeah, you want to always find, there's always something you can gain from your investments. And it is a mistake to not see that and see the value and to walk away being like kind of pissy and have a bad attitude about it versus what can I learn from this? Like, what can I take from this? Like, like you said, I mean, if someone can get people in a room to, you know, buy ketchup when they're wearing white like (laughs) it was like they're smart so I need to figure out what they were doing you know I love it yeah and I mean that's basic you know and that that's having an abundance mentality and that's that came with years and years of practice from being in scarcity um which leads us into next week right Yeah, I know. I can't wait to talk about that more next week. So definitely, um, you know, hit us up on social media and let us know what your thoughts are. What were your, you know, what are some money mistakes you've made in your business? Can you relate to anything that we talked about? We definitely want to hear from you. So, you know, send us a DM on Instagram at Honest Convos 8 or, um, you know, hit us up on Facebook. What is it? Facebook.com slash Honest Combos. (laughs) And then, yeah, just just talk to us though. You know, it's Honest Combos with Karen and Marsha and you. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. For show notes and ways to connect with us, go to www.honestconvospodcast.com. 